Hey guys, guess who's back? I decided to come back to this podcast um, after being busy and we have a lot to talk about. Um, but I'm here with one of my best friends and we have a very interesting relationship. We'll talk about <laughs> all this um, throughout this podcast. Um, but her name is Siani Aubrey. This is her artist name. Aubrey? Yes. Aubrey? Okay. Um, but introduce yourself. Yeah, and juicy stuff and a whole bunch of interesting backstory, <laughs> backstory and just a mess. And we have to catch up on a whole bunch of stuff. Um, but we're just going to take a short break and then I'll be right back. Okay, guys, we're back. So um, we're going to start off with what we usually talk about, which is our daily wavelengths. This is a portion of the podcast where we talk about what we've been listening to lately. Um, and then there's also a portion called um, Throwback, um, where we talk about like some artists that are like, older or even like early 2000s stuff that we're still listening to today. So what have you been listening to? Recently, it's really hard to answer that because a lot of the stuff on the radio right now my mom would call a boopity bit. <laughs> <laughs> but um, definitely her. Um, I love she, her. She's definitely the I love her. Um, but I like just, I feel like I'm kind of late with that because I'm like just starting to listen to her stuff. Mm. Um, Daniel Caesar was awesome. Oh, like, Daniel Caesar. His whole album is dope. <laughs> um, Kendrick Lamar. And who else? Um, that's pretty much SZA. Mm-hmm. I was listening to stuff, mm-hmm. so those those will be the like the top four. I think four or three. Yeah. Okay. Um, what about you? Um, it's a lot. You know, I listen to every like freaking <laughs> thing in the world, so it's hard for me to like compile it. Mm-hmm. So, um, recently Normani released two songs with Calvin Harris, so mm-hmm. I've been listening to those back to back. Um, it's called uh, Checklist and then Slow Down. Checklist is like uh, it's featuring WizKid, so it's like Afrobeat stuff. I was really fun. Um, I recently saw her do the title performance for Brooklyn. Um, she did amazing. Uh, yeah, yes, was killing it. Um, and then um, I don't know if you know Raven Lene. Oh, she's great. You will love her. Um, she has like a like um, it's like an eighties. It's like an eighties vibe. But like um, current, uh, so I think you really like it. And like, like just like the tone quality of her voice and how she manipulates it um, with like some of the ad libs she puts in is like really amazing. Um, it's a it's an EP. It's called Crush. Actually, make let me make sure it's the right title before I fucking say that. Hold on, let me check Spotify real quick. Raven Lene. It's R A V Y N. Yeah. Um, and then um, I've been listening. I just started listening to Khalid's. Yeah, Khalid's new um new um it's an album, right? It's an album. I think it's an album. Um, Sun City. Um, I've been listening to like a few songs on that. I'm still. I need to go through through the whole thing before I can like really give a good like review on it. Um, but from what I've heard, it sounds good. Like it sounds. His first album, American Teen, 
was really like um cohesive so from what i'm hearing so far it seems like it's a very cohesive album as well so i really respect that especially because albums today aren't really <laughs> albums anymore <laughs> it's pretty much just singles and like whatever is hot is gonna be what people buy but um what else it's been a while it's been a while guys so give me a while a second oh and lma's um new album have you been listening I to? Listened to i mean her two singles yeah because trip is my life yes yeah, um like such a great song um i know some people don't like like i have mixed feelings with the collaboration between her and chris brown it's called um whatchamacallit um it's the it's the latest single that she released with him. Um but it hasn't got I have mixed feelings on it cuz I like it just because it's like two people that I love. But then it's like the lyrical content like I like how they're like singing it, the lyrical content, but I feel like they could have did more or it could have just been like a different setting or just like a different vibe for the song. I felt like it was a little bit too up tempo and if they did it like uh, more of like a ballad type of um feel it would have been better that's just my opinion um but one of my favorite songs from this is it's a bonus track but it's like an older track from her eps it's called naked it's a really great song um and then uh the song gut feeling with her and with alame and her um it's a really good song uh Good Bad is another good song off this album as well. Mm. But, oh, and then, of course, I had to talk about, like, one of my main, like, favorite female artists, Mariah Carey. So, she finally released a new single. So, The Distance. Me and Mariah got beef. Okay. But she, yeah. (laughs) The Distance is my life. So, it's featuring her in Ty Dollar Sign. And it really, it really sounds really good. Um, it's, it gives you like old, I'm trying to think of this. When you got to go through like the Rolodex of all the stuff you listen to. But it's like, it's current, but it's like very old school. It's like old Mariah, old Mariah stuff. I'm trying to think of, I'm trying to think of like the specific song it reminds me of. Cause it's like a specific vibe. It's kind of it has kind of has like a breakdown, like the song "Breakdown" by her, "Breakdown" vibe. Uh, it's like it's like it's very spacey. It's like very spacey, but like atmospheric, just how it sounds with the instruments and like very string heavy. Uh, until the eight oh eights come and like give it a little bit more life. Um, but that's really it. That's a lot, but it's it. Um, so, have you been listening to any like throwback stuff? Like, yeah, I always listen to throwbacks. Yeah, um, I actually go on a Mary J. Blige kick. Like, oh, I, I love, I love Mary. She made my feelings, <laughs> but definitely Mary J. Blige. Um, Erica Badu, that's my girl. I love Erica Badu. I listened to her three times already, so every time was amazing. I still need to go to an Erica Badu concert. I probably would faint. I don't think I'll be able to go. Cause, and, yeah. She just has that vibe. Like, it's just that 
Mm-hmm. It was it was a good time. Like you know you're gonna go and have a good time. Exactly. Um, who else? Envy Irish. She actually I started. I mean, she's my favorite. She's like my inspiration. But she just started doing a podcast. So oh really? Yeah, and it's dope. It's on. I, I listen to it on iTunes. I think. Mm. But um, but I'm sure it's probably everywhere now too. Probably. Probably. I hope so. And like she's been like really like going into depth about like. Why she wrote old songs mm-hmm. and like, these songs that she writes. So it's like, kind of been getting me back into like, oh my gosh, like I miss this song or you know. Yeah. Um who else? Jamie's not really you, you, yeah, you consider him like old school, right? Not really. Uh, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> She's kind of. I don't know. Literally, I'm not, I haven't. You listened to Pandora. I haven't listened to Pandora really? in forever. Once I started using Spotify, I stopped. See, I can't get into Spotify because I forgot why. I think it's because when when you do like your list, mm-hmm. you can't skip. Can you skip? You have to be premium to skip. Yeah, so I'm like, so, I gotta listen to whatever you play. Like, yeah. like, well, you can you can skip, but it's like a set. It's like a yeah, set. It's a limit. Yeah, it's like a limit. So. I guess that's kind of like Pandora. Yeah. But, um, so I don't really like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm in music, but I don't really have a lot of music downloaded to my phone. Yeah. Um, but I listen to everything, like, everything you can think of, from gospel to country, you know, like, I just listen to everything, so. But that would be my old school people that I listen to. Yeah. <laughs> Mine's is old school Mary J. Blige. Mm-hmm. Like you can never go wrong with Mary J. Blige old school. Like oh, what's the four? Oh, Layla Halfway is my life. She's, I, her. <laughs> She's disrespectful vocally. Just disrespectful. Um who else I listen? Oh, Shaka Khan. Oh, yeah. I'm through the fire specifically because yeah. I'm learning that song. <laughs> learning that song. <laughs> Trying to figure that song That's out. A yeah, it really is. Um, some old school brandy. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, some prime at night. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's pretty much. I started listening. Yeah, Actually, pretty much. I was listening to Vivian Green the other day too, and I didn't know she had so many like dope, like, like great know, songs. Like, the one I think of is like, of course, uh, roller coaster. Yeah. She got some hits. She definitely does. Yeah. Oh, and then TLC. That's what I oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, um, that's what I've been like. Some throwbacks. There's a lot more, but those are just the ones coming to mind. Yeah. Um, but that's over, guys. So we're gonna get into more of the interview and talk about this lady's career that she's out here starting she's out here touring and having shows and has a whole album out and all this extra stuff i still remember siani being us being in a musical together uh, for high school it's seven years ago i was like a freshman yeah like that's crazy exactly i don't it doesn't make any sense we both feel old don't move around me um, 
But just to, just because I just want to be real and honest. So, because now I'm stepping into the same mode as you are. Because yeah. now I'm trying to get this album, like this EP finished yes. and stuff like that. So, um, what's going on is that there's a capstone project that I have to do from um, school. So, I decided to finally be, not be shy and open my voice and, and not be annoying. Y'all get and, on him. Get on him because... <laughs> she's one of those people that will always be like, Damn, why don't you just sing? Why don't you just dance? Why don't you just stop acting like you're shy because we know you're not. And uh, this is so annoying. But I'm going through that process now of writing and it's like killing me. So, just tell us like, start off with like how um, the whole vision for the album came along. Well, so I'm gonna go back a little bit because I didn't plan on doing an album before I did it. Like, I was just planning on doing, um, well, before I even decided to get into the studio, um, my mom was basically just like, you know, I couldn't find a job because I was coming from college and I went to the American Musical and Dramatics Academy for all the guys who don't know, mm-hmm. for musical theater. So that was my dream. Like, mm-hmm. I had no thoughts of doing an album or, you know, being an uh, independent artist. Mm-hmm. Um, but Broadway was, like, my thing. And then, you know, I, I hit this, like, wall where I was just, like, wasn't doing anything. I didn't want to get a 9 to 5 because I felt like I wanted to still do music. I felt like if I went away from doing music or anything or even acting, that I would just, like, you know, you won't get back into it. Mm-hmm. It'll be years going by and you just won't get back into it. Mm-hmm. So... I was just like, Mom, like, I really want to do music. I was like, I started writing in school when I wasn't supposed to. I was supposed to be doing work, but I was writing music. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I was like, I think I can do this. And my mom was just like, all right, Siani, just, you know. Mm-hmm. She was like, if you're going to do it, you have to write more than one song. Because I only had, like, one song. That yeah. I was, like, pressing. And she was like, you're going to have to write more than one song. So I was like, all right. So then I wrote two more songs. And I was like, all right, Mom, I'm ready to get in the studio. I'm like, dead. You know? <laughs> so she was like, all right. And she actually liked my songs. Like, my mom's really honest. Mm-hmm. Brutally honest, actually. I, we know. She'll, she'll hurt my feelings. We so. both know that. <laughs> right. So she was like, all right, like, you it, you actually put the work in. So I had a, um, my uncle, my godfather, but my uncle, mm-hmm. um, he he's a nurse, but he used to, like, he still does, sorry. But he does beats. He produces. So I would go all the way to his house in Maryland, record, <clears throat> do this whole process and it would take them like two weeks to get me the song back. Mm-hmm. So it was like a whole pro- we were doing this like the whole summer. Um, and yeah, of 2016, just to give you a timeline. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we were doing this like for three songs it took like the whole summer to do. And I was just so excited and I was like, alright, now I'm ready to go out and do like open mics and get myself out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I realized like, you know, I can't just keep singing these same three songs yeah. over and over again. Like, that's just doing too much. So, fast forward, um, it's crazy how it happened because I was at my I always go to my grandma's house. My family's really tight. Um, and my aunt, she got this new phone. I think it was like the new Galaxy. And you can FaceTime on there and do something. Mm-hmm. And she kept butt dialing my uncle, <laughs> <laughs> like FaceTiming him. <laughs> And, um, but he's a, he's a saxophone player. Mm-hmm. So he answered the phone and, you know, she was, they were just, you know, catching up and everything. And she was like, you know, Siani, you know, she started to do music. Mm-hmm. Sounds like, like divine intervention right there. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. So I was like, 
like, oh, yeah, like, oh, oh extra. She was like, yeah, I'm going to send you some videos of her performing at open mics and, you know. And so he was like, yeah, I have this producer that, you know, I work with. Um, and, you know, I can set them up. Just send me the videos. I can send it to him. So he ended up listen, looking at the video. He was actually, I don't know what they did. I want to say it was like a Thursday. He was seeing the guy a Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was going to show them at church, him at church. And he ended up showing the guy. The guy asked for my number. Then... The same, that Sunday, he called me and he was like, well, can you come and, you know, mm-hmm. come to the studio? So I was like, sure. But like, I was kind of upset because I had just took my hair out. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to like do my hair over that day and get ready and then drive all the way to Philly to go meet him. Okay. So At least it was in Philly and not all the way across the world. So I meet him. His name is Rick Williams. And he's a really dope um, producer. He's worked with, he's been on tour with Jenny Wine. He's worked with Lauren Hill. Like, he's worked with so many big people. And I was just like, really like, you like know, shocked like, that he would want to work with you. Like, okay. So I showed him my music. He loved it. And he was just like, all right, what can we work? So I was just like, today? <laughs> we can work right now. Um, but anyway, long story short, um, I started working with him. We did two singles together. One, which is not on the album, um, called Ooh. It was like a remix to um, Ooh. Is it called Ooh by Young and Matt? Yeah. Ooh by Young and Matt. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm, I'm like, like I, I was waiting to, I was like. Oh. I was trying to name it like the thing, but. Um, but yeah, I did like a remix to that. Mm-hmm. And then I did Their Diary, which is on the album. Mm-hmm. Which and, I love. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we did that a year before I even thought about doing a, a whole album um so fast forward to 2017 summer um rick called me and he was just like you know <clears throat> i have an opportunity for you to go overseas do a tour and um you know it's a really great opportunity even if you don't get in just go and audition um so i ended up going to do that where do you um can you elaborate on like where the tour was going to take you? Like, was it like um, a European tour? Or... It was like it was Australia. It was um, it was like Australia. <laughs> I can't think. Um, it was four places that they were going to go, but we were going to start like. In, like, you know, of course, the U.S. We can mm-hmm. start here. I go to, like, Virginia, Atlanta, all those different places. Mm-hmm. I can't, I'm, can't even hold you. I can't even remember <laughs> the four places. Because I kind of, it was a, such a bad experience. I think I mentally, subconsciously yeah. blocked it out, to be honest. But, um, Why was it a bad experience? Well, tell you. So, anyway, I got in. You know, I did the audition. They loved it. And basically, you know, it was all about a contract. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was a lot. It was a lot of all talk. You know, they were just like, "Oh, you know, all you need is your passport. Are you? You, you, you just. I'm not going to name their names, but mm-hmm. it was like, you know, they were just feeding you like so much like light. And at the end of the day, we did. I wasted a whole summer basically, um, creating content, mm-hmm. um, just wasting time. Like it was an hour away from my house, so I was traveling there in the middle of the night. You know, in the studio until two, three in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, and for us to just be kind of like performing for them and like yeah it was no movement it was no like oh 
okay, we're gonna, no, not even a show. So, um, I, a lot of people left before me, but then I was like, I'm leaving. Like, I'm not wasting my time. And not only that, I was supposed to be going to Rutgers. Mm-hmm. So all I had to do, I was at the point where I just had to pick my classes. And I didn't because I was like, I'm going on tour. Like, school, school who? Like, what? <laughs> so, you know, so that experience for me, it kind of, like, broke me down because I was just like, you know, like, if people in the industry are going to, like, do, like, feed you dreams, mm-hmm. You know, like, I honestly don't want to do it. Like, I was just, like, I wasted a whole summer. Like, I just could not get over that. I was mm-hmm. like, wow. Like, I really was, I was so excited. You know, like, a tour overseas, mm-hmm. like, I told everybody. And it was so embarrassing to just be like, oh, I'm not going no more. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, I don't know what happened. So, <clears throat> after that, I was really discouraged. Like, I was really depressed. And I'll go wrong. Like, mm-hmm. I was just like, I don't want to do music no more. I just... You know, I just felt like I wasted my time, and I felt like, yeah, I just felt like people were just going to do that to me constantly, mm-hmm. and I was like, and I had to realize, you know, even if that was the case, I have to suck it up. Like, I have to, this is what the industry is. It's like, you're going to go through ups, you're going to go through downs. Mm-hmm. But um, but anyway, I um, so after that, I talked to my producer, and I was just like, you know, I don't know what to do. Like, I, I wrote all these songs, and like, I don't know what to do. He was like, Siani. Do an album. I was like, <laughs> I was like, but I don't have like. And at the point, I was really trying to build my fan base. I was really trying to just get out there. But I was like, I I don't have a fan base to like do an album. Who am I going to share it with my family and friends? Mm-hmm. Like he was like, yes, <laughs> like duh. So I was like, okay. Like at first, I was really hesitant. But then he was like, Siani, you already had like five good songs along with Dear Diary. He was like, you don't even have to make it an extra long album. Just make it like, my album is 11 songs. Mm-hmm. He was like, just do 10 songs. Like, you really don't have, you just need a body of work that people can be like, oh, you have music? Let me go look at it. Where can I find it? Mm-hmm. So that's pretty much what, that's how it started. Um, so September of last year, 2017, I started the album, started recording. Um, it took seven months. Um, the writing process was pretty much... Um, I pretty much talked about, you know, the, uh, the hurt. It's really general. I didn't really go into depth of, like, my life and anything in this mm-hmm. album. Because it was just me starting out. And I, yeah. I went in blinded, kind of. Like, now, looking back, I wish I would have wrote more about the situations that I was going through. Mm-hmm. And all of that. But that's, of course, I can do that. Yeah, you can do the next. But, um, yeah. So, like, I just, I just was bright. And, like, I was just crying. And I was just like, I need to... Like, after I got started, of course, I got excited. I was just like, mm-hmm. all right, like, now I can do an album release party. Now exactly. I, can. I just started seeing all these opportunities. And, um, and you know, I had support from my family. I had, I just had mad support. And I was just like, this is the time for me to do it. Like, mm-hmm. this is the time. Like, I felt like it. And not only that, another reason how I knew this was the time, you know, I had so many people coming into my life. So, like, um, I didn't have a band before I... Start, did my album release. Mm-hmm. Album release was from Mage Pell. And um, I had a whole band set up. It was, uh, Rick put it together, but it was like, I had a bass player, I had a guitar player, piano player, and a drummer. And they were all set to like, they listened to my music and they basically wanted to be involved for, like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm mm-hmm. not paying them as much as they probably should yeah. be paid. Mm-hmm. But the fact that they wanted to grow with me, it was like, it was dope. I had dancers, um, and it was and that's just, a lot was, of money was, that could have been spent. It was, it was a lot of money that was spent. Yeah. <laughs> and the place 
place was dope. Like it was just it was it was amazing. Um I kind of forgot the question. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, you were still on the question, but um, I was just like the whole experience of how the album was created. So, um, you're pretty yeah, much... so that's pretty much it. It was just it was very it was just like you know I just wanted to get music out. I mm-hmm. wanted to um, my writing process. I pretty much I'm a storyteller, so a lot of the stuff that I write doesn't necessarily have to happen to me. I just write about anything. Like I. I don't really have a topic when I go into a song. I just, I kind of make up, uh, um, like I have a, I won't even show you because I sound terrible, but <laughs> like when I, I'm just, I'll be in a car driving and I'll think of like a hook and I'll just record it while I'm driving. Mm-hmm. And then when I get home, I'll be like, okay, let me find a beat or have people send beats to me. And I'm mm-hmm. just, that's how I create my music. Exactly. It doesn't really have a, a, I'm not like, oh, let me write about love today. I'm <laughs> so in love. Let me just write my heart on this paper. Oh my <laughs> But sometimes it happens like that. Like mm-hmm. Sometimes I'll just be really upset and I'm just like, that's just me. ain't shit. But, um, so yeah, like, it, that's pretty much how it happened. It just, everything was just, and it was stressful because <clears throat> I don't have money to go in the studio and mm-hmm. record, record, record. So exactly. when I was in the studio, my songs had to be right. Like, exactly. They had to be on point the first time. Mm. <laughs> the first time. So that was stressful too because mm-hmm. it was like, I can't like when I record a song. That's the song that I'm putting on my album, like whether I like it or not. Exactly. So, so yeah, to answer your question, that's pretty much. <laughs> um. So, um, going along with that, so you having those pitfalls and um especially with the start of that whole opportunity that went south. Mm-hmm. Um, do you feel like that had a contribution to how you named the album? Definitely. Um. <clears throat> Alchemy, um, well, before I started going on my spiritual journey, um, I was really into, like, astrology, and, like, just, I was a weirdo, I was just, like, if you told me, like, oh, my birthday, I'm like, what's your sign? (laughs) Or, like, I have to see if we're compatible, like, I was really weird, so, (laughs) I was going through that phase of my life, where I just felt, like, the stars, if they're not aligned, then I'm not centered and all that stuff yeah so um but a lot of the people that i were looking up like they kept using the, the word alchemy and i'm like what i don't listen to these people i don't even know what alchemy means <laughs> and i looked it up and it was basically like manifesting what you want into your life mm-hmm. um just be like whatever that may be to you but to me i wanted success i wanted happiness i wanted uh fortune i wanted just love i wanted you know anything like you know, anything that I could possibly have wanted, I wanted to manifest that into my life. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and from there, you know, the bridge to, um, I pictured like me walking on that path to what I wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, and I picture, I didn't do a path, the path, the bridge um, to alchemy because I wanted to be able to throw, I picture myself throwing all like the negative things and the, the depression and anxiety and the, the self-hate, all of that mm-hmm. over the bridge. Like, I'm just forgetting about all of that and I'm walking into my destiny. So that's pretty much how the, how the you know, the title came. Okay. <laughs> that's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot. But I understand because I'm in the process of trying to figure stuff out and just trying to figure out songs that make sense, figure out what I want to do. And honestly, it just comes, like... <laughs> 
I was so stressed on like picking titles. Mm-hmm. And, like, That's been the hardest thing for me so far is picking like, titles for stuff. It's in the song. Mm-hmm. Like it's literally in the song. Like, and I, and my problem was I wanted to be creative. Like. I kind of wanted my my titles not to have anything to do with the song. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I get. I'm getting into too. Yeah, it's like, like really, it's it's literally in the song. Whether if you wanna if you wanna go that route, talk about the meaning of the song. What what does it mean to you? Or like, I don't know the circumstance, like anything. But it's really, I, I'm telling you, I would do that same thing, and I was just like, see, honey. It's really not that serious. <laughs> like, they're stressing over a title. You wrote a whole song. Yeah. You wrote a whole song. Just pick something that stood out. Like, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, going on. So, as I said before, you're touring and doing a whole bunch of performances. Um, and you have a performance coming up soon. This Saturday, actually. Yes. November third at the Window Hotel in Mount Laurel. Mm-hmm. So, Derek, if you free, I, wait, wait, is it is it Saturday? Saturday at seven thirty. Okay, because I'm I don't have work, so I can possibly come. So I'm gonna try and come and see because I have a whole bunch of work, girl. I have a whole bunch of bullshit at school, but I'm gonna try my best to try and come because now I know. Because I was like, wait. Because I was trying to figure it out before you came. I was like, is there a performance, like, Saturday? Yes. Like, I don't know if I can actually make it, but... Well, if not, it's definitely going to be yeah. ones, but... Yes, um, this Saturday, the Wonderful Hotel Mount Laura. Mm-hmm. Come out, have fun. It's going to be some drinks. If you're not 21, you can still come. Um, and it's just going to be a great time. Like, this is my first time having a two-hour set. Mm-hmm. So, I'm kind of nervous, because I never really sing two hours. I mean, I'm not saying a two-hour straight, but yeah. you know, just for two hours. Just having a two-hour set period. It's kind of nerve-wracking, but um, I have some special guests. I don't know if you know Shay Davis. No, oh, I love him. He's from um, the air in Jersey. Um, so he's going to be performing with me. And um, my background singer, I don't even like to call her a background singer because she's an amazing vocalist. But Latia Johnson, she's mm-hmm. going to be singing some amazing songs. So it's going to be dope. It's really going to be dope. That's great. <laughs> Um, I hope I can make it. I'm I so like I feel like I just want to go. But um, so getting off of the album talk and all that, since we got that squared away. Um, but going into like our relationship, how we like met is a big complicated way. Like, like literally, you real youngins, like not even teenagers. I think we just, I think by that time we just like either ended elementary school or we were just starting. Yeah, we were going into middle school. So I met Siani because one of my best friends, Kimo, decided to just bring some um, girl on me and was like, This is my new friend. Her name is Siani. And I was just like, Okay, like, hi, Siani. <laughs> And we just looking at each other all awkward, like, okay, so what are we supposed to do? And then we, yeah, yeah, it was like a whole group of everybody, of like all the kids that you can think of from the neighborhood were in like one area just to play kickball. Um, like that's when kids actually played outside, which doesn't happen anymore. Yeah, like. It's so weird seeing kids around this neighborhood and they're not even outside anymore. It's so weird. Um, 
But yeah, we met, um, and then after that, we went through a whole bunch of stuff together. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's an emotional. Oh, roller. <laughs> real roller coaster. <laughs> um, especially one moment where it was me. Um, Siani and Kima, we literally got into a huge <laughs> argument. <laughs> I still laugh at it right now. <laughs> because it's like, why the fuck were we arguing? But it was, I don't even know how to, this, the, the, it was so stupid that I don't even remember what even started it. But all I remember is I'm coming with my band equipment. I'm walking off the damn bus. We're arguing still, getting off the bus. And then the bus is going, the bus is literally leaving while we're fucking arguing. And then something. We were in someone's driveway. Yeah, we were in somebody's driveway arguing. And then I feel like something happened. And somehow my band um, bag with my damn clarinet fucking decided it wanted to fall and open up. And then I was like mad because that happened so that even got me even more mad so we were arguing about that and then out of nowhere we just started crying (laughs) (laughs) we just started crying we started crying and then we were like hugged up hugged up for at least 20 minutes um then hugging each other for at least 20 minutes after that (laughs) and then and the and then I feel like wasn't it raining or something like it was just about to rain or some it some weird so shit weird. it was some weird shit that was going on what 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 I don't know what we were on we were having too much I don't know what was going on like just just horrible uh, and that's like one of the biggest moments of our relationship between just each other and then chemo and then. At one point, we both dated. We yeah. both dated, which was hilarious to me, still to this day. Because I'm just like, because I was even talking to my friends today. I was like, wait, I'm talking to like my best friend that just happens to be my ex girlfriend. That's so weird. I feel like it was seventh grade. Like no, it was eighth grade. Wait, no, it was seventh grade. It was like the end. Oh yeah, you did. Oh yeah. So it was like my seventh grade. It was, it was like, yeah. yeah, yeah. It was. I forget. It was, and yeah. that was, and that was funny because. I mean, honestly, we just stayed best friends. We, like, we nothing really changed. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. I was like, I was like, because then it was like we're just like best friends. Like yeah. I don't even see it like a romantic <laughs> thing. Like I was just like, like we would play, we would like play around. Like I would just smack her on the butt all the time. <laughs> like it'll be like a whole thing around the neighborhood. Like, <laughs> like why do you only smack her on her ass? I'm like, cause she has a fat ass. That's why I'm smacking. And then people be like, but you guys are friends. And I'm like, okay, we can't be friends and smack each other. Like. <laughs> So yeah, yeah, it was it was a little weird. Yeah, it was it was. It was, it was I don't know. We just pretty much stayed. Yeah. I still laugh at it because I'm just like, yeah. that's really how our relationship was. <laughs> like, it literally. Yeah. No concept of relationship. <laughs> no concept of like kissing. Because I was right. like, because it right? was like <laughs> ill right after that. <laughs> Does it make sense? I was just like, wait. Because I still remember when Kimo was like, so Siani likes you. And I was like, wait, what? She likes me, but we're friends. Right. Like, 
I think she's supposed to like me. We're friends. I'm like, I like her too. But, uh, so I was confused about that. And then we stayed. And then we both were just like one day. I forget if I texted you or if you texted me or something. But then, but then we were like, but then I was like, so this just. I'd rather just be friends because this is not making any sense as a relationship. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. And I don't know if you know what you're doing. So we should probably just stay friends. So that's literally how the relationship ended. Which is even just shows just how much of friends we really were. Because we could come to a cohesive. Yeah, we could literally. Um, But that's funny. Then after that, because you, cause you moved after that, right? Yeah, I moved, but I still went to the same. You know, I still went to the same. Yeah, but then I left. But I think, but did I go? I don't think we. I feel like there was like a year or so in between that I just didn't see you. Maybe because you went, you went to high school. Oh yeah. <laughs> so that's probably why. Yeah, because I went to high school for like a a year ahead of you. Because I was yeah. a year ahead of you. Um, so I didn't see her for like a whole year, yeah. and then like periodically I still wouldn't see her because like I was home doing like homework and shit like we couldn't go outside and act stupid like we, when we were like in seventh grade um so i was busy with that so then we finally um got to see each other again um in gym class and then it was like nothing ever changed it was literally like we were back to our old shenanigans just talking yeah just without chemo this time because chemo had already been done school by then um Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Forgot she went to the Christian school after that. There's a whole bunch of, there's a lot to this friendship and the relationship, and it's, it's interesting. Um, but then so happened, um, senior year, um, musical came around, and you guys know because we had the podcast with Eric and Mackenzie. Um, so I was t- we were talking about our relationship, how that grew, and all that other stuff, and they were trying to make me cry because it was hilarious. So we were talking about getting all emotional about that. So, uh, Siani's the main reason why I even stayed in there because, girl, don't do that because you know I'm gonna cry. Um, so because. At first, I did, wasn't even going to do it because I was like, I really wanted to play Eric's part because he was seaweed. So I really wanted to play seaweed because that was my favorite character from fucking Hairspray. And I was like, bitch, I fucking bitch. I nailed the shit out of this shit. And da 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 da. And then, like, I literally went to the audition. Like, before that, I was fine. Like, I was singing, I was fine. And then I had, like, a good boost up because of the dance part. Because, like, I was, that was fine. Like, I was like, I did that. Like, um, I was still nervous because I was like, I'm in front of a like actual choreographer for once. Like, I don't know how this choreography is gonna be. Like, I don't know if it's gonna be like complicated and shit. Um, but I'm gonna try my best. And then like you just getting like that positive reinforcement from everybody like helped with that. But then like for some reason I just walked in there and I like froze. Like I like literally, I literally like I literally probably sung like two lines of the fucking song, and then I was like. <laughs> And I was like, um, I, I don't. Then it was like, I, I just walked out. I was like, nope, I can't do this. Like, it was, it was bad. It was bad. I was like, I don't know what happened. It was like so weird. Um, so and then after that, it was like, cause I feel like it was like 
us getting callbacks and stuff like that. So I was like, I'm not gonna get a callback because like I fucking like failed that shit and da 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 da. da. But then I got callback for ensemble, and then I was like, ensemble doesn't even fucking do anything. All they're fucking doing is the background and da da da. I don't wanna be in the background. I feel like I'm just gonna be wasted in the background and stuff like that. Like you have a big part because you're. Like you're clean with teeth. Come on. Like. So I was irritated about that, and then she was like, "No, just still trying, still trying." Da, da, da. Right. And I was, I was talking, well, first of all, for hairspray, they have a huge part in black. Black people. <laughs> <laughs> you can cuss. You can do whatever you want on here. Black people. We're the star of that show. That's why I was like about it because I'm like, this is our show. Mm-hmm. Like, this is our show. Finally, like, literally, I'm tired of doing grease. Yeah. Oh, bitch, <laughs> and, Annie, oh, Annie, and shit, all right. that. Even so though I, I love Annie, you this, like, you can, you can still shine, but like, take uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> you better dance like you in the front, but now, like, you still feel it. Like, you, yeah, you still feel it. It was all right, girl. <laughs> I look back and I was like, bitch, I was actually on stage acting a mess, <laughs> on stage. <laughs> Fucking doing spins and splits and all and a whole bunch of extra shit. I'm just like, girl, calm down. You're doing the most. You're not on Broadway yet. I like that was like that was a that was yeah literally because after because pretty much everything else I hated because I was always in trouble. <laughs> always in trouble because at that point I was going through a whole depressive state. Of like a whole bunch of shit, so I was arguing with everybody. I wasn't letting nobody say nothing to me. But I I was just getting over a whole bunch of stuff. And like it was like me holding in stuff for like all those years, of, like people talking shit and just like letting it slide over my like off my shoulders. It was getting tight. I was just, it was getting old. So I was like, okay, bitch, it's going off. Like anybody says something <laughs> to me, then my crazy ass was out here throwing fucking uh. Uh, trays at people because they kept putting the shit under there, picking up tables. I was acting a fucking mess. It just, just horrible. It was bad. And then that was like, that was like the shining light of the whole high school thing. So that was fun. So thank you again for encouraging me to still do that. I wanted to say that to make sure. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like we didn't have any time to do anything. Like, we didn't. And then I did track on top of that. Did you do sport? I did track the first. Yeah, because you weren't there yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I f- Was it my freshman or sophomore year? You might have been there. Uh, Sophomore year, I think I did track. It was either freshman or sophomore year I did track. I was there. If you did a sophomore year, I was definitely there. I did it all four years. Senior year, of course, I had like senior writers. So I was like, I yeah. I'm going to go to the track meets. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it had, because I, I don't remember seeing you practicing on the field when I was doing it. So it must have been freshman year. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but I did that for a year. And then people were surprised that I was, like, fast and shit like that. And I was like, girl, I've been running from these crazy people <laughs> in my neighborhood for all my life. I have to be fast. Uh, but that was fun. And then there was a whole bunch of bullshit with them. And I was just like, girl, bye. I'm not dealing with this. So, people talking shit, but wanting to be your friends, wanting your face. You know, the classic high school shit. 
like high school shit that still continues today mm-hmm. with people following yeah. with people following you right. that hated your ass they hated you, <laughs> they hated you. yeah <laughs> and are always like oh liking your pictures and shit I'm just like okay thanks I appreciate you um, but we're going to take a short break, guys, and we'll be right back with some more interesting scoops about my crazy ass. So, bye. Back on. Okay, guys, so we're back from our little short break. Um, so, um, going back to the album and the live performances. So, um, we last stopped when we were talking about it, um, the song titles. Um, so you said it took a while for you to get, you had to get yourself out of the concept of thinking that it was like a bigger thing than it was. Uh, so, um, what do you feel like is the song that took, uh, the most out of you? Like emotionally, like draining, like even when you had to perform it, like. Like if you had like, cause sometimes it takes you have to go back to that place to mm-hmm. give it the same feeling. Um, I would definitely say next chapter. Mm-hmm. Um, that's more like a ballad. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but the beat is kind of accomplished. But I did two versions of it. The one version actually didn't make it onto the album because mm-hmm. I was just straight piano. Um, but I, I, honestly, I wish I would have did that one because it kind of you know makes it a little bit more diverse. Mm-hmm. This one is more like a hip hop beat. But anyway. Um, yeah, that song is basically about, um, you know, when I was in that dark place where I just felt like I, like I said, I hit a wall and I didn't have anyone to turn to. I felt like no one really understood my situation because nobody else does music. Nobody else is trying in my family that I feel like it's like an entrepreneur trying to do something off of faith, like Mm -hmm. not the unknown, not knowing where it was going to take you. And I just felt like I was wasting my time. Like I felt like. You know, I went to school, it didn't work out for me. And this was, like, my only option. Like, this, I don't have to plan B. Like, this is, like, mm-hmm. plan A, B, C, D, L, M, P. Literally. Z. <laughs> Everything so, you like, gave. You know, like, so I was just, like, I honestly felt like this was, this was it. Like, if I didn't make hits, like, I wasn't gonna, I didn't know what I was gonna do. Mm-hmm. Um, so this song was definitely emotional and pretty much this is like I think the most like heartfelt song that I have on this album mm-hmm. something that's more like <clears throat> true to self it's not anything about like anyone else this is solely off of emotion and I feel like you can feel that in all of my songs but mm-hmm. this one specifically you can hear the passion you can hear the emotion you can hear the struggle and um in my lyrics also like I put a lot of effort into writing my lyrics um I just I, I just take that seriously because I feel like a lot of music today they don't look they write about peanut butter and jelly like they don't mm-hmm. write about yeah. nothing so I take pride in that and the people that I look up to like in the Ivory, like she oh my gosh like her lyrics are amazing and that's the people that I look up to I, I want to be able to Tell a story through my music, so that's the song. Next chapter, so check it out. <laughs> mm-hmm. Check out the album. Yes, um, it's on Spotify. It's on all music platforms. Yes, mm-hmm. iTunes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. So speaking as being an independent artist, there is a lot of stuff that um 
there's a lot of benefits, but then there's a lot of drawbacks as well. Um, so, uh, one of the benefits being that all the royalties and all the publishing goes to you. So, no matter what, you're getting paid 100%. Um, again, you still might have to pay for a manager and stuff like that. But pretty much all that's going to you. So, you have um, direct, um, pretty much like direct deposit, if you want to think of it like that. Um, so, as a start, like, grow as you're growing... Um, especially since seeing some of the stuff that you've done recently, um, do you want to talk about, um, your recent, like, interview with, um, some, like, the bigger, um, radio stations, because uh, that was, like, a big moment for you, I could, yes, I saw, and then you signing, uh, I forget, um, exactly what it was, but it was, like, you signing, like, a contract or something like that? Well, you talk about Rock Nation? Yeah, with Rock Nation. Okay, well, I didn't sign a contract, but I'll get into that, mm-hmm. so I'll talk about, um, Boom 103.9. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows that station. If you're not, you live under a rock. It literally. <laughs> but, um. Or just have listened to Rio as much as well, me. Yeah, I shouldn't say live under yeah. a Because <laughs> I don't listen but, to that um, shit as much as I used to. Yeah, but, um. But basically, um. His name is On Air with Sarah. He's been doing radio for 20 plus years. Mm-hmm. But he just got on to. I think he was working at 97 point. You know? I don't know. Um, <laughs> but he's been working at, like, a lot of different stations, mm-hmm. but now he's at Blue Number 3, and, um, my mom actually, like, fought, like, stalked, she stalked a lot of people on Instagram, <laughs> like, a lot of, like, radio personalities yeah. and all that stuff. Um, so she kept sending me stuff, like, I don't, look, I should have never told her about the DM on Instagram. Oh, like, God. Or, like, that thing where you can just forward someone's, like, picture. Oh, gosh. Because she, that's. My phone's blowing up all day because she's sending me stuff like, check this out. <laughs> Look at this person. Oh, you should do a collab with her. It's almost like, all right, mom. So she she's such a proud mom. I love and, it. Like, I would look at his stuff and I was just like, okay, like, he's just another person on Instagram. Yeah. I'm like, I'm trying to focus on myself. Mm-hmm. But then she sent me some. I check on his live or, you know, he's doing the interviews and podcasts. But I had never did a podcast before. I never did an interview. So I was like, mm, I don't want to do it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm nervous. Like, that he's like big time, so I'm just like I'm scared. Like, what if I don't? You know, I don't really have a family, so I don't. I don't know how that works. Um. So anyway, he kept promoting it, so we ended up doing a uh, sign up for his podcast. And ever since then, like, it's, like I wasn't as nervous, of course, when I went, but mm-hmm. it was dope. Like, um, it was him. It was another um lady named Pearly B. She has her own podcast, but they're all on his team, and they were just really supportive. Um, so supportive that they came to my show. I did one at Rochester's in Glassboro. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know where that's it's like around that. Area. Yeah, it sounds like it's that's yeah. around Glassboro. Um, they came out and they stayed the whole show. They didn't have to. Mm-hmm. If I had to, but they stayed the whole show. I had an interview with them. But basically, it's just like they, you know, they they like my work. They listen to my music and they pretty much are supporting me. Like, and he's been mentoring me on the side. Um, I had I'm. In, I had him mentor me for like a month and a half mm-hmm. and he would just mentor me about like, you know, what I need to do to move forward in music, um, connecting me with people and just bringing me out to like, I went to the block, Blue 103 block party, mm-hmm. um, just like different like workshops. Uh, I went for the opening, it was in Philly somewhere, but it was like the opening of uh, LA Fitness and mm-hmm. just, you know, just being around people, networking, he's helped me in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, God is really putting people into my 
Well, I don't even want to say I'm not working for it, but it's just like kind of like I have my hand out and it's just putting people in my hand. Mm-hmm. And it's it's honestly a blessing. So he he's dope. Um, like I said, the support is real. Mm-hmm. Like he posts the stuff that I don't even ask him for. Like he's just always just informing me about go to this show, go to this party, go to network, network. Like he's just on me. Um, and then he also got me into doing the Rock Nation thing. Mm-hmm. So basically, it was a couple of options that you have because he's going to have a couple more coming up. So for you or anyone else out there, mm-hmm. that be, you know, mm-hmm. sign up for it. We'll um, see. Uh, <laughs> I had to get all no, this. Uh, I, I had to get. I had to get. I had to get used to it. Y'all gonna have to give me a little. Y'all gonna have to give me a little time. But I'll tell Eric and I'll tell Mackenzie and I'll tell some friends that are artists. I'll tell them about it. But y'all gonna have to give me a little bit of time. I need to make sure that the set right. You know how I am. You know I'm a perfectionist. So. We don't work with Mariah Carey. Usually have these days. Right. (laughs) Um, He worked with Jay Z, Rihanna, uh, Tamar Braxton. He worked with everybody. So Mm -hmm. I was like, Okay. I need you, you, sir. So, um, but anyway, you know, I got the. I didn't do that option, but it was an option where you got to pay Mm -hmm. and do a one on one session. Um, and you actually got a workshop, so you were with uh, people that have been in the industry for like 20 plus years. Mm-hmm. They, you ask them anything that you wanted to know, um, and they'll give you the real, because a lot of people, you got to pay for information that I, I was getting at this workshop. Mm-hmm. Like, people make you pay thousands of dollars for this information. Um, but it was basically steps that you need to further your career, so that's like branding, getting the LLC, um, so that everything, like basically a label. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm working on my own label, which is Why Not Music and Productions. I was going to um, ask you about that yeah. coming up too, because oh, being right. <laughs> no, but continue, continue <laughs> talking. But I, I just wanted to ask if that was your own label. Yes. Um. What else? Just like having merchandise. Like mm-hmm. I have T-shirts right now. I'm, I want to expand to do like hats and um, getting a logo. Like I just mm-hmm. I'm working on my logo right now, but I kind of have something in the works. Mm-hmm. Um, a website just standard stuff that you might not know that you need and how to get royalties of course for your money exactly not just making music and putting yourself on soundcloud like that's dope if you don't want yeah. money yeah <laughs> like if you just want to put music off mm-hmm. but actually put like music is money you have to pay to play yeah that's just you have to pay and it's so expensive. That's why I have a job right now. It but, really uh, <laughs> is. I'm because I'm trying to get all that together right now. And then if you want advertising, that costs a whole bunch of money. It is expensive. That's why I'm like support, support. Like I support anyone. Of course, that supports me. Mm-hmm. But I try to support a lot of artists. Um, Especially independent artists. It it's independent hard. Artists. And your friends. Like I feel like a lot of people. Friends don't support friends. Yeah. I'm getting off topic. Let me, let me continue. <laughs> no, continue. Just talk. This is real. Okay. Because this happens. Like, That's just how like, it is. Friends don't support friends. And, you know, I'm not going to force you, of course, to support mm-hmm. me. But at the end of the day, you need your friend support. You need support from people. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it's just a comment 
Like it can be so simple as like a com a comment under my picture or sharing. I would rather you share, mm-hmm. but <laughs> sharing my posts just if that motivates me, that makes it known that okay, I have people listening, I have people watching. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. but um, so yeah, so I met with Rock Nation. I mean, Polo from Rock Nation, and he ended up um love like loving my album like I played I did like a compilation of like you basically have to give him one song mm-hmm. but I put like all my songs in like one song like four minutes or something um and he loved it but basically I not to go into detail too much detail mm-hmm. but I needed more content like I need more videos I need more just things that I need to work on personally mm-hmm. Um, before I can even go, because the only label I would want to work with is Rock Nation because mm-hmm. they help independent artists like myself. Mm-hmm. Not only that, they do more than just music; they do television things that I'm trying to get into. I want to mm-hmm. do movies. I want to do commercials. I want to put my songs in movies, like because mm-hmm. those sinking checks, right? Like I want to, I want to be so deep into this that I want to do everything. Mm-hmm. Um. So I just have a lot of things that I have to work on. Um, and basically, you know, I was just trying to figure out how I can get under his wing. Like, how can I get to where, you know, where you are, where I can be that artist that you showed to Jay-Z or, you know, all those people. So he basically gave me some tips and tools, some advice, some gems. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, and it was dope. Like, And then, of course, I, I thought to forget um, he picked me to be a feature in Source Magazine. Um, okay. So that's the, and that's where everybody back has, in the day that's where people everybody was on. So I'm totally blessed to be you know the chosen feature for that. But um, so that's of course I'm gonna give you guys. If you follow me on Instagram at Luciani Agri, <laughs> you can find out when that's gonna be up. More te- more details coming soon. But um, that was just an amazing, like, I'm really glad that I spent that buck to go meet him because that's a once-in-a-lifetime thing. Yeah. We don't have opportunities like that, knocking at your door. Not at all. You know? So, it was dope. Um, But that's pretty much it with, like, the, you know, people that are, like, deep into the industry that I've gotten in contact with. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, I'm, like, I'm really, I'm ready, like. (laughs) <laughs> I'm so ready like and I have uh, we'll, we'll talk <laughs> we'll talk about it um but speaking on let's go back to some of obviously Indiary is a big influence for you but um who is like um some of the other artists that have like really influenced not just only uh just how you want to convey your music but just how like the career path of how you want to propel your career um, excuse me. Um, Erica Badu, I I fell in love with her through my mom. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you listen to my music, she can tell that she definitely has a really big influence on my music. Mm-hmm. Um, Jill Scott, I love how oh, she. Oh, I love. Um, she's a storyteller. Like she, not only that, she's an actress. So. She performs, and I'm a performer. Like, I'm on stage. I like to act through my songs. I like to live in the moment <clears throat> and perform. Like, um, but her voice is incredible. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> I love Jill Scott. She's I love her. Um, who else? Let us see. Another like, one of my faves. 
Sianni <laughs> Aubrey decided that she wanted to give her sweaty tissue to one of her fans today for not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would never do that. daddy her dad is in her like mm-hmm. and i love donnie i love her dad anyway but then like her being able to sing like she sings it just makes me sad because i think about it i'm just like i wish they that he was still alive just so they could sing one song right. together yep. and just to hear what it would sound like I just, oh, definitely Diana Ross. She's mm-hmm. just the longevity of diana ross mm-hmm. is like amazing Jackson, mm-hmm. like I listen to his. Oh, Stevie Wonder. Stevie Wonder, one of the best. Stevie, no, I was gonna go with Stevie. I love Stevie. He's the king. Like he's amazing. Um, I don't know who that is. Probably my mom. I can't think. Forgive me, but it's fine. Pretty much, you know, just. Everyone that my mom has listened to, people that I've grown up listening to, um, like they've just influenced me, like in general. Like I just I subconsciously actually, like I'm like, oh, you sound like some like I some of the people I have to look up. Like I'm just like I, I do. <laughs> Josh Stone. Oh, um, I love Josh Stone. That's another yeah, one. Yeah, like it's just um, I can't think, but it's just it's it's, it's a whole. Timeline of music that. Yeah. Um, another question. This is gonna be probably a hard question, okay. but it's a good question. I like to ask people. So, as an artist, what do you feel like you can bring to the industry that is missing, or just something that could be new? Okay. Well, one, I feel like my music is in its own way. I don't think I sound like anyone. Um, and definitely in this day and age, I feel like I'm bringing back a form of R&B. Um, you know, it's definitely like a mixture of, I, like my songs are just, 
a compilation of jazz, R&B, a little bit of hip hop, a little bit of like alternative, urban, opera, like just everything you can think of combined into like one little CD. (laughs) (laughs) And um, in Seoul, like, it's just, it's just a compilation of everything. So definitely new, fresh um, vibes, um, inspiration. Sorry for that brief little thing. My mom just came home. <laughs> but um, I feel like what we ended at, we were talking about, we just ended on influences. Yeah. Well, no, we were talking about um, what, like, what do I think I can bring to Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I feel like I. Yeah, like just a new wave of just like new vibes, new energy, um, just musical content. I feel like I'm creative, so I like to create new new things, like things that, you know, of course influenced by the greats, but mm-hmm. things that I can call my own, like you can listen to it like that Siani Opry. Like, I know she's going to give me this or, you know, mm-hmm. I can expect this from her. So I feel like, yeah, just a new, new R&B. Um, lyrics, <laughs> mm-hmm. good lyrics, and um, just positivity. Like I just want to spread positivity because not only with what being a woman, you know, it's a lot of hatred. Um, it's just that's how it's always literally. Um, but I want to spread positivity. I want to spread love. I want to spread um honesty. You know, I want to just be truthful and and. You know, I always felt like I couldn't, um, you know, I never really went through anything, like, terrible. I feel like a lot of celebrities, they go through, like, a period where they're just, like, they go through some hard time. Like, they might be homeless or mm-hmm. they might have a parent that's, like, on drugs or something. I, I'm blessed to not have that situation. Mm-hmm. Um, but I always felt like I couldn't make music or I couldn't be famous or an influence because... I didn't have that type of story, but mm-hmm. I know there's a lot of people that can, really? you know, relate to me, mm-hmm. even though I haven't gone through that. So, mm-hmm. so yeah. <laughs> um, what else do I have for an interview question? I was trying to think of questions while you were talking. Now I can't think of anything. I I do, but I don't. I just use that as like a baseline. But I don't like. I try. I try. It's about being comfortable mm-hmm. with the person. So, uh, I guess we can get off of that because we pretty much talked about um, all of that. Um, but before before we get off of that and just start talking about like regular life stuff, um. Can you just give them like all your social medias just um, yeah. ahead of time so they can check you out if they're just listening through and they want to check your Instagram and stuff out? Yeah, well, it's really simple. I really only have, I just made a Twitter actually today. <laughs> so, um, but that's the Siani Opry. I will be posting things like shows, videos, um, mm-hmm. just when I'm going to be putting new releases out. Mm-hmm. Um, and all that stuff. Um, Instagram, the same thing. The Siani Abri. I'm gonna spell it out. It's T H E E C I A N N I A V R I. So, um, and the same on Facebook. Um, so just 
those three things. Go follow me. I will follow back. Mm-hmm. And that's that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's just get into some regular old life stuff. Um, so I guess it's kind of like hot topic y like some stuff that's been going. So you know how uh uh especially um with like some of the interesting stuff that's been going on, like Kaylani with her uh, baby, how that was like a huge surprise for everybody, and people were, were, were talking. Wait, she's, pregnant? <laughs> she's pregnant. You didn't even know that. You didn't even know she was pregnant. I literally just found out like a week ago. So I'm, I'm like, I was probably late too. But she posted on, she posted on Instagram just like her with her fucking baby bump, like three months or so. <laughs> so then people were like, um. It, was, it started a very interesting conversation, especially in you know our community with certain things, um, because um, she's uh, she's open about her sexuality being um, open where she's um, can be with women or with men. Um, so people were like, so like people were like kind of coming at her like I thought you were like a lesbian and like lesbians can't have like babies and stuff like some some stupid stuff some like some really stupid stuff like that so and then like um, people were like confused about uh, who got her pregnant so like it was a huge thing so she finally revealed who it was so then you look on his page and like um, he's more like he's very like open himself like he's bisexual himself so it's like with a bisexual man and then she was and then people were coming at him saying like how fuck like he's just gonna leave you for a man and da, 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 da. like all that stupid stuff that you just like get and then you know like people are just so stupid but it was, it was just it was like so interesting to talk about stuff like that like it's about like a new life being created, yeah. but we're talking about like negative, ne- like negative, like an people, issue. Yeah, people that talk about stuff like that, I feel like they talk about it because they don't understand it, mm-hmm. or they don't understand the situation, or they don't even want to understand they it. They don't want to understand it, and it's not that, like why are you so like me personally? Congratulations, Kalani. Yeah, but like why is that a like if she she's a grown woman yeah, exactly and he's a grown ass man like and he's a grown man and they made the decision to bisexual beings mm-hmm. made the decision to have a baby like and let me just make a correction she's not she doesn't identify as bisexual she just identifies as queer i just want to make sure that all this uh, things are okay. yeah because there's know, i really don't know any term like you know, yeah Mm-hmm. Yeah, but there's a lot of stuff in between though. Okay. I just want to make sure that's correct because she doesn't. Because she's just like I'm for everybody, bitch. If I want to do this, I'm going to do this. If I'm not, not. Um, which I really respect. Um, people just people just irritate me. Like it's just there's just no reason. And then it's, it was just hilarious because like um, he had the guy that got her um pregnant. Um, is actually like a good friend of hers as well and he's like a band member mm-hmm. of her band like he's her guitarist so oh. it was even more interesting because that's her guitarist yeah. and it's like that's, that's it. like it always happens like that anyway but it's just like okay and then what made it funny because like I researched it because it was like I was interested I was like okay so who's this guy like it's just interesting um then to find out that like his brother um um 
was on like is like a correspondent for Trevor Noah on the Daily Show, and like his own thing. He was on like Jimmy Fallon, and he's like a comedian and shit like that. So and then then he just happens to be he happens to be gay, and then his old his other brother is bisexual, and then his other brother is straight. So it was like that was like like I just found that out because he was talking about it on his like comedy specials. And I was like, this is so interesting. Like three brothers and they're all different sexualities. Like that's hilarious to me. Like it was just like an interesting fact. Like just how different. Like I feel. Like when we were growing up, it was like literally just people like, oh, you're like either straight or gay. Like now you see people like being like, oh, I'm pan, or I'm like, yeah. even like younger kids, like they're like they already like are figuring it out like, yeah. and not being afraid to say it. Like I feel like, the doors yeah, the doors yeah. have been open, especially for like artists like Janelle Monae yeah. and like Dan Kalani. I was I wouldn't say I was surprised I wouldn't say I was surprised or not either because in some ways I was like it makes sense and in some ways it did and it was just like, like I just figured because she was never like a dress type of girl and yeah. I don't know I guess I guess put that Mm, yeah. Like, you don't wear dresses. Yeah, like that's like the stereotype, yeah. like the stereotype of what she that. Always wear suits and like she's, mm. she's a gorgeous. Woman, mm-hmm. But and I'd be like, her, her suit game be life, bitch. I'd be like, right. I'd be like, I'd be like, but, Janelle, can you give me a damn suit, please? I really <laughs> want one. Like every single time she wears like an outfit, I'm like, can you no, like tailor that for me? I love that because she it. always looks great in black and white. I just love it. I was gonna say um Deja Lowe. Oh, I love Deja Lowe. Do you think she's like what I, I she doesn't say what she is? I always thought that she was I always thought that she was fluid. Hmm? I always thought that she was fluid. That's pretty much just uh, like <laughs> saying that you're able to date whoever. Uh, yeah, I I mean, I guess I figured she cause, I don't know. Because because she, she started off a little bit more uh I guess more um I feel like her fashion is very androgynous mm-hmm. so like she could go either way so I was always like this is interesting somebody with androgynous clothing like this is interesting and then I love her music yeah, I feel like she's a great artist even though like some of her songs I'm like that's her yeah. like, I'm like, cause, some, cause some things don't like you wouldn't expect to come out of her mm-hmm. just based off of how she presents, um, which is even be- even more interesting because you won't, since you don't expect it, you're not um, in tune with how talented she actually is. Um, so that's always interesting. And then we have the issue, another hot topic issue is the issue between uh, Nicki Minaj and Cardi B and that whole thing. <laughs> Which is hilarious to me because I'm just like, there's a lot of layers to it that makes it interesting. At least for me. So, what is your take on it? Because I feel like we're going to have two different takes on it. My thing is, we probably might be on the same page with it, to be honest. Um, I'm like, it's interesting because when you think of it as as in hip hop, and just how hip hop has always been a competition between um, different rappers and stuff like that. It's always been about the competition. So when you think of it, for this generation, we really haven't had a huge like female version of um, it yeah. happen. Um, 
because like on the male side, like it's like Drake and then Pusha T at the moment, but then Drake was beefing with other artists and then other artists were beefing with people and it got to a big point. But it's never been like anything like this because they're two like top artists in the field. Um, arguing. It's like the big. It's like how back in the day it was like Biggie and Tupac, but mm-hmm. with their beef. Unfortunately, it ended with like tragedy, yeah. with them both passing away. Um, but I feel like for this generation, that's how it's being looked at as. But I'm I'm kind of conflicted because I don't like seeing it because I feel like it just portrays that women can't ever um, coexist in the same field. Are so, you like putting the finger on someone like or is it just like you think I feel like I feel like but I'm one of those people that feels like many things can happen and it can all be part of the truth Mm -hmm. um so I feel like in some portions it's both of their faults but I feel like it all started with Nikki Mm -hmm. not especially um just because she was for all those years, she was alone. It was just her always winning everything. She was, get, and she got used to it. And she got hyped up and got too close to drinking the Kool Aid. And now she's drinking the Kool Aid, and now there's somebody else just coming in, um, and then breaking records that um, she hasn't even broke. And she's been in the game longer, so there's like a jealous, there's like a jealous um, factor to it that I feel like was portrayed. And you can just see how certain ways that she says certain things. Um, uh, and then it's, it's interesting one way because, uh, how she's acting is a mirror of, it's like the opposite of how she was. She's literally what Lil' Kim was when she first came out because Lil' Kim was like, you're not even respecting me and acting like you even were influenced by me, but everything you're doing with the pink, with like the different hairstyles, with the animation, the animated voices and all that other stuff, which everybody was like, that's Kim. Like, that, she's just a new version of Kim. And like, I understand because even Normani is getting like the uh, the new Beyonce and she's like, my name's Normani. Like, I'm going to die Normani. Like, and people are like coming at her because she was saying that, but it's the truth. She's Normani. Like, she's not going to be anybody else. You can't like, it's, it's, it's great to be compared to somebody that you're like a fan of. And she's always gave uh, Beyonce the respect that she deserves for her being an artist. But you have to let people be who they are as well but um just how Nikki was like she doesn't um give me the respect I deserve like when Cardi was doing um that was like I I literally flashed back to how Kim was saying the same thing about her so it's like you're kind of getting exactly what she put out so kind of like (laughs) so to me I was always like deal with it like you're mad about something that you did to somebody else it's gonna come back to bite you one of these days so it finally came back um, and then I do believe, like, it's the labels and then, uh, my gender. Man, we, we do some stupid stuff sometimes. We're agging it, we egg it on because it's interesting. And as much as we try to act like we, we, the thing is, like, we love crazy. Um, and that's just being honest. Like, guys, we just like crazy stuff. So, like, if you're crazy, we say we don't like crazy, but we actually do like crazy. 
Um, so we like just seeing that animosity between females and just like you even just look at it in like the dating scene, like how you'll have guys just going out and doing whatever and then like two girls fighting over him, it's like an interesting thing. Like it's so fun. Um not saying that I do that guys, because I'm not like that. <laughs> just saying I'm not like that. Uh, I have a whole different, more issues, but with that, um, then is it, I don't know, but tell me what your take is, because I feel like well, we I might be on this. I think it's a jealousy thing, yeah. I agree with you on that, I feel like she is, she's jealous of him, because she is nervous, I feel like she's very nervous, um, and then I also think that they're petty, like, I just feel like. I agree. I, I agree with it being petty too, because yeah, like, I feel like it's because I feel like at some point it should have been over by now. Yeah, it's just like okay, okay, we get your. It's not even like you're addressing why you're mad type thing. It's like mm-hmm. it's kind of like um, you're pointing the talk about Nikki. Mm-hmm. She's pointing the finger, but she's not really like looking at in the mirror and being like, you know, this is the real problem. Mm-hmm. I feel like she feels like. Uh, <laughs> I feel like I'm saying the same thing over and over again. But, yeah. Um, she, I feel like she feels as though she has a team behind her, like her fans and everything. Mm-hmm. And like, of course, you have somebody else that's coming up that has fans as well. But she feels like her fans or everyone's going to listen to her as soon as she speaks. Mm-hmm. Like, oh no! Like Cardi tells her side of the story, and this, she says two words like. We're cool. Like, and then it's just mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, we believe you, Nikki. Like, yeah. No, when when your actions are saying something totally different. Exactly. Like, the things that you're like going on the right, like she, I don't even know she's already. Is that and 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 <laughs> let's get let's get on to this part um, yeah. because um, there's a podcast that I listen to. I don't know if you guys if you listen to um, the Friend Zone podcast. Um, but, um, it's a podcast pretty much on mental health and stuff like that, but it's like about hot topics and stuff and music and stuff like that. Um, great podcast, um, giving some promotion to the friends on podcast, go, um, find them out. And then there's another podcast I listen to, it's called a read, um, with Kid Fury and Crystal. Um, that's another great show podcast if you guys are interested in podcasts. So I'll listen to that. But on the friends on, they were talking about the queen radio and how, um, it's, how with it being an artist doing it how it could be that really detrimental to her career and then some of the content that she's already putting out is kind of already showing how detrimental it could be to her um career um and then like going on how you said um her having all those fans in her career and then her saying something and her believing that we're just going to listen to her. Mm-hmm. I feel that that's even a bigger manifestation of why she created Queen Radio. Yeah, like I, I, I truly think that she's using that and running with it. Like, you know, of course she's going to have people that are going to are going to believe her, mm-hmm. or die hard fans. Mm-hmm. But people with sense, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> would know. Like, I just didn't. And people that look at both sides, because people that look at both sides, and it's like, and some of the stuff is really common sense, like. It's like all in the timeline, how things happen. And Cardi, I'm not gonna lie, Cardi's timeline seems to be more accurate than what Nikki's yeah. talking about. Um, even though Nikki, I feel like she hasn't really given like a full example. Yeah, because I feel like she's just giving like yeah, a roundabout. It's not like bullet points because I feel like Cardi's yeah. giving you like bullet points and mm-hmm. specific events, and those events are ha- actually being like co-signed by other people that actually were yeah. there. But I, 
I just, to be honest, like, it's interesting. Like, it's fun to have drama and all that. Like, it's fun to see that. But, but, like, after a while, it gets petty. Because then after, like, the whole kid situation, like, at the fashion week. Where, like, you're calling the baby ugly and stuff like that. Cardi's child ugly. But even if and that then, was the case, I felt like Cardi was definitely wrong in that yeah. situation. Okay. Um, and, that, and there, <laughs> like, she's wrong. Like, I believe both, it's like a both brain thing. So, you have to understand. So, I go back to this. And this has been said before, so it's not like a new concept. Mm-hmm. But you're thinking of somebody like Cardi that has... Literally, and it's kind of like a reward system as well, if you really think about it. Um, but she's from the Bronx, one that's a tough place to live. Um, she grew up in an environment where, like, you have to be strong. You have to keep your foot down, like, not let people see you sweat. That's, like, pretty much, like, New York all day. Um, just inner city shit, to be real. Um, so then you go on Instagram, you're getting rewarded for um, being bombastic and being exactly who you are and very real and open and honest. Um, you're on Love and Hip Hop where you're um, getting rewarded and getting all this praise for fighting people and stuff like that. And then you still act like that way because that's personally who you are in the first place. So you're not being inauthentic with who you are. So... Even though her trajectory is going up, I feel like she's still in the same mentality of having to fight. So when somebody says something to you, you're used, you're used, you're you're used to going exactly to that person and letting your fists talk instead of you actually conversing with them about it in private. You're not used to that. So I believe it's a portion of that. So I give, I kind of give her. I wouldn't say I'd give her a pass because I still do believe it's wrong because I don't think you should put your hands on nobody. Not even that. Not even that. I I just, I don't know. Okay. Okay. So if Cardi was like, when she first started out, she first started out, like, I feel like that would have been acceptable. Like, Mm -hmm. if she was, if she had just started out, she didn't do the TV show, she went to the show, or the fashion show, and she this came out. Okay, that's mm-hmm. acceptable. I understand. But now you're at the point where you need to have people in your circle that want the best for you. Okay, um, I agree whether with that you as know well. that or not, someone in your your mom. I don't know. I don't know how her situation is set up, but someone needs to be giving you what you need. Like you need the right. You need that that support. You need someone saying, Cardi. Sit your like sit down like don't mm-hmm. don't it's not worth it, um, and you need to start thinking. I feel like she thinks in the now. Like you need to think about the future. What how is this going to affect you later on? Mm-hmm. I don't know what she got put on. I don't know if she's going to ever be able to go. Maybe she will, mm-hmm. but I I don't think it was acceptable. I don't. I think that she always gets pity for where she comes from and her lack of uh, education or not actually education. But lack of upbringing and, and, you know, just having that type of guideline. Mm-hmm. But when is it going to stop? Like, when are, when are we going to be like, yeah. you know, you should, you should know better. Like, yeah. you're, you're, you should know better. Yeah. I just feel like it's very nuanced. That's the thing. Because it's, it's, in some ways, you agree. Like, I agree with her because it's so nuanced. Because 
Speaking, cause speaking, cause like I'm, cause the thing is like I'm even putting myself in those shoes, and then I'm thinking about even how I was in high school. Mm-hmm. One word set me off. It was mm-hmm. over. Like I was, I was going crazy. Um, and that was just after taking it and taking it and taking it and all the bullshit before. And imagine if I was an artist and I had a platform and stuff like that, and then people see me do that in school. Like, how would that? How would that translate? So, again, I'm, tr- I can't go off. It's like hard to be like that's wrong, and then hard to say that it's right at the same time. So it's it's very nuanced. So we didn't totally disagree, but yeah, we didn't disagree. But I just think that yeah, I, I I guess I'll give her a pass because I just don't want her to. The thing is, I just don't want her to do it again. I just don't, yeah, I don't think it should be, if, if it happens again, then it's like, all right, Cardi. Yeah. You should have, you should have learned it. Like, this is the first time she ever did something like this publicly, I believe, mm-hmm. right? So, I guess we'll give her a pass, but. Yeah. It, it's not, I mean, it's, I, I don't have a child. I don't know how I'll react if someone called my child ugly, so yeah. I can't yeah. say, you know, I wouldn't do what she did, but. Handed it outside, like, you know, like, mm-hmm. it outside. And she confronted her, like, two times before, three times before she said, why don't you, you know, but I guess she mm-hmm. didn't talk about her child. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So much tea. Yeah. <laughs> but we'll be right back, guys, after this short break. Okay, guys, we're back for the next portion. So, let's see what we can still talk about. Because we have to catch up on so much. <laughs> so... <laughs> Let's get into some extra stuff. Okay. <laughs> so, how's the love life been going? Oh, gosh. I have no love life. I need to have one because my birthday is on Valentine's Day. I'm not trying to have another birthday with no Valentine. So, send your application. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. But no, no love life. Nothing interesting on this end. Um, you know, I've been talking to people, mm. but they haven't been... Succeeding, <laughs> so it's like I kind of, and I've been so like you understand. I've been so busy, so it's like I really like if I were yeah, I, like I mean, I'm like yeah, we can hang out. Oh wait, hold on, wait, hold on. Can we do that? Yeah. Oh, we okay. Well, can we do it through this time frame? Because I gotta go get like it's just it's difficult. I understand definitely. But, um, yeah, so um, it's a struggle. <laughs> yeah. It's a struggle right now. No real luck over here either. No, see, and I, I think have, it's just and I, have, and I just have, and I have more, and people like, but she has more picking, so why is it important? <laughs> like, because one, boys are stupid, right? And girls, <laughs> look, I agree, they're crazy. Yeah, not all, but. But okay. it's like finding someone with the same mindset. Like, mindset. like now I'm at the that age where I'm like, when I get into that relationship, like if I get into it with you with someone, mm-hmm. I want to like I want it to be more long term. Like you know, I think now we're at the age. I mean, or this time we can talk to each other and that can be like dating. You know yeah. what I mean? And then there's so many different terms for it now. Yeah. Like, what is it? What is this stupid shit that these kids do? I have um, I don't know what's talking. I'm still talking. Talking. Like talking. Then it's exclusive. Yeah, well, then it's, no, then it's official. 
I'm oh, like, no. I'm like, I'm like, and there's like different terms, like, and anybody listening that's like, like eighteen or younger, please, if you guys know, listen to this, explain please to explain me. this to me. But from what yeah. I'm gathering, this is what official means. Mm-hmm. Official means that we're together, mm-hmm. right? But then there's another thing called exclusive that people use. So, so that means okay. so exclusive means that we're only like I'm only with you and like we're exclusive like we're only having sex with each other and like we can't have uh-huh. any other things that's going on. Okay. And then talking is like but like still talking like how uh it is for us like how mm-hmm. we used to say talking. And there's like some other like weird terms. I'm like, can you just like figure it out? Like I like because right. I'm like confu- like. The whole exclusive thing and then the official thing doesn't make any sense to me. That's why I'm just like, even like the titles, like... The titles don't make sense. What is the point of having like a boyfriend-girlfriend title? Like, what is the point of that when it's all these other things? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't even think boyfriend-girlfriend means the same thing. Yeah, it probably don't. Like, (laughs) Like, it's like, it's crazy. So, listen, all I know is married. Like, if I'm single and married, single and married, if not, um... Speaking on that, what do you think of? So, do you pl- do you see yourself getting married? Because I go back and forth with this all the time. Um, yeah. I see myself getting married, but I know for a fact, like I want to be with that person for. Now, I do struggle with this, like the time frame. Oh, that's people think I'm crazy you. when I say like five plus years. That's to real, be with that's someone. so relatable. Huh? I said that's relatable. Yeah, like I'm just like I, then I was like, no, two years. It will be two years to be with someone you know. I'm like, no. Yeah, they. I've been with someone say that for like time. a year and a half, and like I did not want to marry them at all. Like you know what I mean? Like so, I'm still young though. But I feel like time frame, even that time frame thing is another thing that's weird because I feel like it just works certain things work for different people yeah. certain things don't but me I don't know <laughs> I always go back and forth so I'm like half the time I'm like do you even want to be in a relationship like you don't even like people like that like oh god and you know me like I mm-hmm. like it's hard for me to get to know people in the first place yeah. so it's like me dating you and had to <laughs> Then, and then, like, I'm even getting busier now. So, like, mm-hmm. you know, I already understand your schedule already because yeah. I'm trying to figure this all out. And, like, and I have you, no need time. Some, you need someone that's going to yeah. understand. No, I want to say you have to date someone in the industry or the same thing that you're doing. Yeah. But someone that's going to understand, like, or that's supporting you. You, yeah. you need someone that's going to support you. Like, exactly. Point blank period. Because I was, and then there's all these different, even things that, are like taboo, but they're, they've been going on for like years. Mm-hmm. Like the whole like if you're in uh, open relationship or you're in mm-hmm. like because again certain things work for people like and then you look at the marriage statistics of divorce and shit like that. Yeah. It's like fifty percent. It's like <laughs> maybe you should have tried a different version of. Well, um, we both have like families that are you know yeah because are together, so we mm-hmm. have a good gauge yeah. of like. It, it can work, mm-hmm. but then, like, also, you see all these different things in your mm-hmm. family as well, because certain people in my family are single, and they've been yeah. single for, like, a long, 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 long time, 
And they're, <laughs> they're like fine with mm-hmm. it. Um, then there's people that have been single that are trying to get to that place, but mm-hmm. it just never works out for some reason. But I don't know. I don't know. I don't even know what that age would be for me. That like I'm just like okay, if it hasn't worked out at like this certain age, I'm just gonna be single. Like yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that's like forty. I feel like if I'm still single by forty, <laughs> just give it up, sis. Like <laughs> give it up. Don't say that. Just stop looking. Like you good. You made it this far by yourself. Oh, you can make it the rest of the way. I don't know. That's hard. It's relationships are just it's I just feel like people don't first off, people don't know how to talk anymore. That's one thing. And then like it's hard to and then with texting and like I'm one of those people like calling is like Yes, I'm gonna call you like I wanna hear your voice. You can't get the full like I could be getting smart with you and you would never know (laughs) through a text message. (laughs) You could think I'm being cool. Like because, like, I understand the important, like, if you're at work and, like, you have to talk to somebody, like, I get that, mm-hmm. like, but I don't feel like, you know, privacy, mm-hmm. but, I don't know, there's just, I feel like we're on, like, the cusp of, like, the age of what we, like, grew up with, like, like, where it was, like, still a lot of, like, old school stuff, mm-hmm. and then, like, but we grew up with, like, the computers and the iPads, yeah. and, like, but we got that, like, when we were, like, older, and, like, older, older and responsible, yeah. <laughs> Um, before we got that, so, like, and then it's just, like, even with the social media age, and then, like, me trying to, like, we can even talk about this, like, mm-hmm. the whole, uh, relationship of being with, you being somebody that's, uh, trying to get into the industry, or just being entertainment, period, and mm-hmm. then you having a significant other, and then the battle of, should I post this on here? Yeah. Should I not post this on here? Well, I will say this, I'm... <clears throat> so I'm talk, like the term talking I'm not mm-hmm. dating but I'm talking to this guy he um he like he is a drummer so like he you know worked with he does a lot of gospel stuff like mm-hmm. he's performed with Lauren Hill like he's performed with a lot of big people and um so like if we were ever get to that to get to that stage of like dating you know mm-hmm. but I don't know if I would, like, publicize that. I don't know if I would, like, even tell people, like, me being an artist, I don't even know if I would tell people I was in a relationship mm-hmm. because I would want to keep that part of my life private. Um, I don't, like, even if I do post a picture, I wouldn't say, like, you know, yeah, that's, we're, like, that's, we're like, dating. Like, I would just post a picture. That's like, how I am, too, because mm-hmm. I, was, I was thinking the same thing. I was like, because, yeah. and then it's, like, I think of careers, like, you think of Beyonce, like, talking about the, you know, say like how private she is like, like mm-hmm. you only see what she gives you and then like you go back to how it used to be in the industry before that like we didn't know anything yeah. like until like a scandal happened and that was like a huge deal because yeah. it was like a huge thing actually happening um but now it's like every single thing you know about they somebody's post, relationship right they post everything what they're like, eating what they're eating <laughs> like, like this person cheated on me like mm-hmm. the sixth time and you're still looking <laughs> after the sixth time of him cheating on right. you you getting cheated on and him having a child. Mm-hmm. And, uh, See, I, w- I would never. It's, it's, it's just, Mm-mm. and I don't, I don't know. Because I feel like it, and then even going with, that goes with the marketing and just how, like, your un- people say if you have a relationship and you're 
in artists. It cuts out the desirability mm -hmm. of people being like attracted to you, yeah. not just because of the music, but just being attracted to you. Just even though some people actually do like yeah. you, <laughs> you <laughs> with somebody, like swings and stuff like that. But again, that goes with like the open relationship stuff, mm -hmm. like and all that other stuff. Um, but I was, it's just interesting just how yeah. things it's have hard. changed. I, I give props to Beyonce and Jay Z, like everyone in your business, and not only that, like some people would know, like they know Jay Z is in a relationship, but they'll try to get with him or get, you know, yeah. get in his pants just so she he she can say something about it mm -hmm. to her, like. Is I know that has to be hard. Like, listen, I might be like Cardi B and <laughs> it's pop the, off at yeah, literally. That's what I'm always like. Um, you never know which way you're gonna go. So, no, but no, I'm, I'm not violent. Just so y'all know, I'm not. <laughs> she's not violent. I'm not violent. But just saying, like that's I'm not hard. violent anymore. No, no. At least you, I, you I make I make sure that I don't go to the levels. We turned over and leave. Yeah, literally. <laughs> Had to do a whole bunch of work. <laughs> Still need some. Right. Um, um. Another topic I always want to talk about, um, especially being creatives. Um, and then we're in a portion of time where mental health is starting to be talked about a lot mm -hmm. more. And then you already talked about um, your bouts with depression during that period of being let down uh, by um, the whole situation for the tour. Mm -hmm. That was like an international tour. Yeah. she really were excited about um so just talk about can you like elaborate just about that and then yeah so um so when i was like depressed i don't even want to call it depression but it was just a very dark time mm -hmm. um i feel like when if anyone is like struggling with like depression or just like self-hate because i feel like that was what it, majority of it was, was a lot of self-hate and just like I'm so hard on myself so hard on myself and of course you know I'm young and I keep forgetting that like I keep forgetting like Siani you have like you're only 22 like mm -hmm. you have a whole lifetime to achieve the things that you need to achieve but I feel like I'm on a time frame and I and I feel like okay at this point I should be here like that's where my mental state is so when I don't achieve when I have expectations and I don't, you know, live up to them, that's when I go into these very dark places. Um, and I'm very down on myself. And um, I'm just like, nothing, I don't hear anything. Like, you can talk to me, you can try to encourage me. It's just like, I'm, I'm listening. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't hear you. Like, I hear you, but I'm not listening. So, um, and what basically got me out of all of that um, was church. Like, I knew, I, I was in church when I was younger, um, but I definitely strayed away from that. Um, once, like, I think when I was around, like, 13, I stopped going to church until 20, like, 22. Um, so that's a very long time without, you know, of course, my family is very, very religious, um, but my parents were, like, not the type that were, like, you have to go to church every Sunday. It was kind of like my decision, and um, especially at that age, you know, mm -hmm. when I was younger, of course, I had to go, mm -hmm. but at, in that teenage age, I, I could choose whenever I wanted to go to church, and it was difficult. Their jobs, they couldn't go all the time, but um, when I left school, um, that's when I really, because 
that was my top choice. Like, I didn't pick any other school. I picked, oh, actually, that's a lie. I was thinking about going to Montclair. Mm-hmm. But I just, only reason why I did that is because I was like, you can get a scholarship or some type of something for going to a school in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. But once she said, I didn't have to go to a school in New Jersey, I was like, okay, like, I'm that's out. Um, but this is the only school that I wanted to go to. I went to this amazing school. I was out there for like a year and a half. Like, my dreams were like right there. Like, I could taste it. Like, I was looking at it. Like, I was like, I was surrounded by people that wanted to do the same thing that I wanted to do. My teachers were on Broadway. I was right there. And then, like, all of that just gone. Like, mm-hmm. gone. Like, just imagine you looking at your dreams and then they're just gone. Like, they're, like, you have no way of getting in touch with them. And that's just where I was at. And then I went to church. My mom was just like, you, you're going to church. Like, that's why I didn't have no option. My mom was like, you're going to church, um, whether you like it or not. And um, at first, I was very, like, unresponsive. Like, I wouldn't even clap. Like, I would just sit there. <laughs> like, I was real disrespectful. Like, I would just sit there, like, with a straight face. And, like, I wasn't trying to hear. Like, I just wasn't trying to hear what he had to say. I would pray, of course, because that's kind of real. That's really disrespectful. But, you know, like, I was not here for it and then you know he kept talking that's what I didn't like about it either like the pastor was talking to me like and I was like why is he saying that like he's not supposed to be saying that like I was like what do you mean <laughs> I'm like he talk about going out and partying and you know not prioritizing them. like why is he talking about me and I would feel like he was staring at me too mm-hmm. like and I was like mom I don't like this and my mom would try to always sit up front I'm mm-hmm. like I want to sit in the back like behind the pole where you can't see nothing. <laughs> I was so mad, but um, the more I went, the more I was just like, all right, I might as well listen. Like I'm here for two hours, I might as well listen. And um, and honestly, when you're in such a spiritual place, you can't help but you just can't help but feel moved or feel some type of inspiration or just um the, hear the message. And um, that's pretty much what happened. Like. I was just, I just started taking it in, and, uh, like, once my parents stopped, like, asking me questions about it, I think, is when I started, um, like, once they started being, like, before they would be like, oh, like, you know, did you learn anything today? Like, did anything speak to you? And I'm just like, no. (laughs) I'm like, no, I didn't get anything. Like, I already knew that. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. being real disrespectful, but then... But once they was like, all right, you know, I'll just let you live. I'll let you, mm-hmm. you know. I started being like, Mom, did you hear what he said? Like, did, you know, like, did you hear that? Or like, you know, I learned this. And like, it just was, I don't know. And I, and I was, I had a lot of people praying for me. Like, so many, like, you don't understand. I was in that dark of a place where everybody was just praying for me. And I was praying for myself. I didn't know how to pray at the time. So I would write a journal, mm-hmm. make a journal and just write my prayers out. Because I'm very bad at talking. Like, I'll just be like, um, and, um, yeah, um, that's it. Like, <laughs> so I'll write it out and just say it, of course, um, whenever I got the chance to. And when I, I, don't, I can't explain it. Like, everything just started, like, coming into mm-hmm. light. Like, everything just came into light. Like, I just started seeing things clearer. I got out of this slump or dark place, like, just because prayer, like, 
I just pray for happiness. I pray to not feel this way because I know people have, you know, when they get into these places, they feel like they have no other option. And then they go and do something that they cannot take back. They take their lives. They, they take other people's lives. They um, might ruin something, you know, that they can never get back. And I did not want to be in that situation. Mm-hmm. I knew I had a stable family that supported me of course when times got rough and when times were great like I had no problem it was just me it was myself and I had to find that out I had to go through that and I, I had to lose a lot of people like when I say that takes that happens I had to lose when I say I was alone like <clears throat> I was alone like I really had no friend even chemo like chemo's my best friend mm-hmm. I we went through a period where I did not talk to her, like, and it wasn't because we weren't friends, it was just because I felt like, you know, she was going through her own thing, and I was going through something, and that's just how life happens, but we're, we have that connection where we, of course, when we mm-hmm. met, it's like me and you, yeah. it just, it just, it just, it just goes back to yeah. how it used to be, and that's how you know when you have a real friendship, mm-hmm. when you go back to something and it's not the same, that's when you know you gotta cut them off, mm-hmm. and that's really what it is, it's like, I was hanging around the wrong people, People feeding me, like, you don't need yes men. Mm-hmm. I need people that are just like, Tiani, go to church, or go get your life. Like, no, don't do that. Or, you're, what are you doing? Like, wh- why would you do, like, why would you sabotage yourself? So, that's pretty much, like, honestly, God got me through that situation. Mm-hmm. God and my parents. <laughs> so, so, for anyone out there, like, I just would say pray. Like, and even if you don't know how to pray, I would have a journal. That's what I did. I still have a journal. I don't write in it every day. I'm not going to sit here and say I write in it every night. But whenever I get the chance to, I write in a journal. And um, it's a good way to reflect. It's a good way to look back and see where you came from and and the progress. Because you can get lost in all of this and not, you know, not know the progress that you've made. But, yeah, I hope. That answered your question. <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to just talk about it, and then I'll talk about my own stuff. Uh-huh. Um, it's kind of on the same lines as yours. So, mm-hmm. um, this was before I went to high school. So this was like a huge thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and everybody was scared about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, even me, because I didn't even know what's going on. Um, but so I've pretty much been bullied all my life. You know, because you were with me pretty much with people talking shit pretty mm-hmm. much all of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, so being bullied and then people just like questioning my sexuality all my life, mm-hmm. telling me that I was dead, telling me that I was bad, and then like me not even know what the fuck that shit was. Cause yeah. like, it started in like second grade, so I'm like six years old. Like, bitch, I don't know what the fuck that is. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know what these people are talking about, but you know, but you can just tell by the tone of voice and how people are doing it that it's like a negative thing. Mm-hmm. So you just internalize that, and then just taking it and taking it and taking it and taking it. So then it got, and then at that time, especially eighth grade, um, this is when it like really was bad because mm-hmm. it started to all pile up. So I didn't have my best friend, um, Amani, mm-hmm. uh, who's pretty much like my sister, like. Like, with us, like, mm-hmm. no matter what, like, I'll go to talk to her, and it's like, we're back at mm-hmm. the same chain of games all over again. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, 
she had to move because her mom decided to move to Arizona because she was going to school down in Arizona. So they moved and they bridged. So to be like, that was like the only, like I had upper friends, but there wasn't anybody in school that I was literally had the same, like that connection with. Mm -hmm. So it was like, it was like me mourning like somebody. So like Mm -hmm. I didn't have the confidant to go to and just talk to her. So like that like lifeline was gone. So it's like pretty much me just having to like deal with stuff even more by myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so dealing with that, it was like really dark. Um, in the darkest moment, like it still kind of gets to me that I was downstairs. Um, and I was literally like just messing with people like, um, I'm just telling you that I love you. Because uh, my plan was that I'm just going to do one last dance mm-hmm. and get a knife from right over there and slit my throat. Oh my god. Literally. So, um, right before that, uh, so, I do my little dance and then this is one of my favorite songs. Um, because it just reminds me of, um, you know, Sierra Promise. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was like one of my favorite songs at that, still to this day. Um, it's still kind of hard for me to listen to it, uh, now, because that was, like, the last song I was going to listen to or and dance to before I was going to, like, take myself out. Um, but it was because the reason why I picked that song is because it reminded me of, of my, like, my aunt that passed away from mm-hmm. cancer, but I felt like, um, I felt a lot of regret because I wasn't, because I was, like, young, so my parents didn't want me to go to the funeral. Mm-hmm. So I always felt some type of way about that. So that that was weighing on in on me, um, and then just not having like an identity, like having mm-hmm. an identity crisis, um, because um, me being adopted, not knowing mm-hmm. who my birth parents are, um, that weighs on me as well. So mm-hmm. that was in on me too. Then people talking shit about you, trying to tell you who you are, and you don't mm-hmm. even know who you are really. Um, so. That was bad, and then it was like right before the song was about to end, like right before the song was about to end, like I could just hear like this voice being like, "What do you like? But but you'll get through this. Like why mm-hmm. are you acting like this? Like you'll be fine. Like just mm-hmm. wait another day." And literally, like slowly but surely, like after that day, it was fine, and then wow. like a lot of stuff just cleared up but mm-hmm. I can't say I can't say it was necessarily I don't know I still to this day I don't know what voice I heard but it mm-hmm. was a voice like no this ain't this mm-hmm. ain't for you like you have a whole life to live like mm-hmm. I don't know why you're thinking that you can't figure out who you are mm-hmm. um, later and like you don't have to know who you are and, right and, and, and like in middle school like you're not supposed to notice that it at mm-hmm. this point, like you have so much to learn. Um, so after that, and then like, then it's high school, still acting mm-hmm. out, of course, mm-hmm. but I'm out of the depression. But now it's pretty much all of that sadness and like depression turned mm-hmm. to anger mm-hmm. because it's like just years, 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 years of this like whole bunch of bullshit that I had to deal with. Um, the people that were supposedly my friends but actually weren't my friends that mm-hmm. were spreading more rumors about me 
just by hanging out with me. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just it was just a hard year, and then you get to the moment of the musical, which is always why it's so such a big deal for me. Because um, I was finally, I felt like I was finally able to be my complete self. Because mm-hmm. it was like a combination of everything I loved the most. Yeah. Um. So it was music, it was singing, it was dancing, and it was just being on stage with people that I actually gave a fuck about. Mm-hmm. Um, they actually gave a fuck about me. Yeah. So it was like a big, huge deal. It was like a whole thing. It was like a family. Yeah. Like. <laughs> Even though we got on each other's nerves, that's just a process. Right. Because you just, for, like, no matter what, like, that connection will never go away. Mm-hmm. Just because you're, you're literally doing something with people for months mm-hmm. together and you see each other every day. Every while you're, single every day. Every single day. <laughs> And you're coming there after practice. If you're on sports, you're in the club, you're dealing with homework, you're dealing with home issues, you're dealing with a whole bunch. So that just bonds you automatically. And then having these three nights mm-hmm. where you're depending on each other mm-hmm. to remember everything and just depending on each other to back each other up. Mm-hmm. Um, so that like really picked me up. And then that just literally changed how that. And then I just literally was like, so this is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. I can't do anything else. This is, and it was annoying because I was like, bitch, you already knew that this was what you were going to do in the first place, but you just let all this stuff cloud your brain. Mm -hmm. And it's weird. And now I'm just, this process of doing my own stuff is so weird. Mm -hmm. Because it's like, I never, I never, I never, I never, I never thought at all. Right. That one, I would have this pod. I would be doing a podcast talking to people. Mm-hmm. Like one, like, who would have thought my crazy self having podcasts? Um, and then me having an album mm-hmm. or one well, EP coming out. Yeah. Like who would have thought? And then me well, actually, fi- then me actually finding out that okay, so those differences, yes, they were partly true. Mm-hmm. Yes, you were attracted to guys. Mm-hmm. Yes, that was a part of you. But mm-hmm. the other part was you were still attracted to girls as well. You mm-hmm. just didn't care. Yeah. It was just about the energy level. Like mm-hmm. it wasn't a big deal. You mm-hmm. just made it a big deal because everybody else made it a big deal. But now you're happier because you know who you are finally. Mm-hmm. You have a little piece of knowing that you know who you are so people can tell you anything. Mm-hmm. So just for those people mm-hmm. out here not feeling like that they have to rush to figure it out because again, I'm still figuring it out. Like, and you're still I'm, so, I'm, so, I'm like, you're gonna figure, you're gonna keep continuing to figure it out as you get older. So don't ever mm-hmm. feel like you have to stay a certain way because we're all trying to grow as it goes along. I know this was a little bit like a downer, <laughs> but I just wanted to talk about it because I feel like it's important for people like our age to speak on it because we're seeing it from more older people finally opening up about Mm -hmm. it but I feel like it needs to be shown that people in our age group go through it and can talk to each other about it Mm -hmm. because I feel like there needs to be open communication between everybody so check on your friends that seem like they're strong because that was me Mm -hmm. I was smiling in the face laughing joke and and just 
You would have never known. And you would never know. You're like, oh, Dex, fine. He's just joking around. He's just making a crude joke. Mm-hmm. It's not really serious, but literally, like, I was about to blow out. Mm-hmm. Like, right. it wasn't, it's, like, I like I can laugh about it now, but it wasn't a funny situation. Mm-hmm. But that just shows how much work I had to do to mm-hmm. get out of it. Yeah. Um, but it's going to take time just find friends. And then, uh, I would adopt, um, what Tiani was talking about when she was talking about writing in a journal, because that helps. Mm-hmm. Um, me writing songs helped. Me writing poetry mm-hmm. helped a lot just to get, because it helps to get, to write stuff down, mm-hmm. to get yes. it all out, because if you just keep it inside, it's going to, it's just going to fester and fester until you explode, like how I was exploding in high school. It's not something that I would wish on anybody, because there's a lot of things that, because to be honest, when I look back, I don't say I regret it because it was a learning experience, mm-hmm. but imagine if I was on choir and did musical earlier. Imagine where I would be mm-hmm. now, just yeah. on the development for what I could be doing. Like, I could possibly be on, like, a second album mm-hmm. by now or have a career already that's successful. But and all it all worked out at the end of that. Mm-hmm. So, don't rush yourself. Take time to be around people that actually care about you. Don't have yes men around you. Um, quite frankly, I can't stand it. <laughs> Everybody that's my friend knows I'm never gonna lie to you. Mm-hmm. Don't ask me nothing if you don't want an honest opinion because I'm gonna give it to you and I expect the same. Mm-hmm. And just because you're being honest doesn't mean you have to be cruel with it, but be honest right. about it. <laughs> Because again, you're you being a friend, you're not gonna be crude and cruel to somebody that you're actually a friend with. Mm-hmm. You're just gonna say it a little bit more bluntly. Yeah. <laughs> and you have to try to read the room and read the relationship before you actually say certain thing. Um, but again, let's just bring it up to something brighter. So <laughs> let's just start. so um just give everybody your information about um how you're um, you show again, um, then the album where they can find it, mm-hmm. and we'll end it after that. Okay. So, um, again, guys, my show is coming up this Saturday, November 3rd, at the Wyndham Hotel in Mount Laurel. The doors open at 6.45. Show starts at 7.30, and tickets are $20. You do not have to be 21 or older to get into the building, but you have to be 21 or older to drink at the bar. But yes, come out, have a great time. Real music, live music, it's gonna be dope. Um, and you can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at the Siani Abri. That is T H E E C I A N I A B R I. And my album, The Bridge to Alchemy, um, is out on all media outlets, uh, streaming outlets, uh, title. Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, all that, all that good stuff. Um, so please go support. I really, I love support. I give support. So, you know, it's, it's just a mutual thing. Um, I really appreciate it. I put a lot of effort and time and, you know, just passion into what I do. And I want to share that with the world. So let me know your feedback and follow me. <laughs> please follow her. <laughs> Um, so you guys know pretty much where to find me. I'm at Millennial Tones, um, on Instagram 
And also, since I am starting to branch out, Yay. so my <laughs> new um, artist um, name is Sone. So, um, check out at Sone um, on Instagram. Um, I have a Twitter um, at SoSone. Um, it's a zero in the, um, for those, um, oh, just because somebody um, took it. So, I had to try to be creative <laughs> with it. So, I couldn't keep it as simple as I wanted. Um, then I have a Facebook page, which is um, Sone as well. So, check that out. I'll put it all in the description um, for when this podcast is done. Um, but I'm going to give you guys some updates. Um, just follow that. Um, follow me there. You guys will see me do some covers, some clips of me in the studio, and some other stuff. So, that's just an update for that. I'm still trying to figure out. Um, it's a five-song EP, so it's not going to be long. Uh, but um, it's just going to be pretty much about my life, trying to figure it out. Some situations such as which... Um, I could take back, but I learned a lesson from. So it's just pretty much about life. Uh, but check me out on there. <laughs> and I'll keep giving you guys updates on this podcast. Um, probably because this is going to be bi-weekly still. So because I have a busy schedule. Um, but just stay tuned because you'll get more of a um, good um, gauge of what's going on throughout the album. But again, thank you guys for listening. Thank you, Siani, for being here. Thank it was great seeing you and talking great. to you again. <laughs> it's been like, so long. It's literally been like, I feel like four years. Yeah. Four years of not seeing you at all. And then, like, just the trajectory of, like, how it all started and just yeah. the fact that we're still friends mm-hmm. is, is a testament of how of course, much we were friends. friends. It's just always going to be that connection, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But thanks again for listening, and I'll see you guys in the next, well, next. We'll figure it out. (laughs) I'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.